All right. So, yeah. We, without everybody moving around, you know, NXT to Tuesday, Impact to Thursday, AEW potentially needing to move, we got a little jealous and we decided to move here too. Uh, I think we're going to start releasing episodes either Thursdays or Fridays, but that's why you guys get two of us this week, including the two hours we had earlier. Just like a Mortal Kombat re- reboot that it said it couldn't be done, we're here to prove you can be. Uh... <laughs> yeah, we could normally barely get one episode out of it this time. I know, right? <laughs> so we're, we're probably not going to record again for another two months. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna yeah, take but... another vacation <laughs> uh yeah i mean if you don't know already is take under we're joseph here with hector what up everybody uh yeah and so we don't have too much to talk about because we did re- we're not doing recaps and we uh we already kind of caught up on a on nxt but now we have a, an aw which we are going to start talking about and and another uh nxt episode underneath our belt so we got some stuff to talk about for sure um anything you want to get into before we jump into it or do you want to point out anybody for sure where do you want to start this week i should say uh we we can just dive into it uh once we get to like how how you're supposed to do an interview we'll uh we'll swing around to that because that that got my blood going like i'm I'm ready for that <laughs> uh well let's start off with the uh, I'm trying to just look at what we got. Let's let's start off with the not the women because I love I love the women. They did the it women. great. <laughs> they did it great again this week. So uh, I mean it was just really women in tag team all this week that that I can think of. Um, and then women's tag teams. Uh, so in the beginning we had Thatcher and um Champa and I think we're both agreed on this. That why why are we doing this? No, he need a set. Chapa alone was amazing against Walter. Yeah. That's what you need to keep doing. You got to drop this story with Thatcher. Unless Thatcher's going to join like Imperium or something. We don't need them in the tag team uh, tag team division. We already have the teams that we need. Give them something to do separately. Like It's not necessary. And you're going up against the Grizzled Young Vets. We don't need that. We already have them against uh, MSK the rivalry with them, and then also with Legala the Fantasma. Like, that's all set. You don't need to mess it up. Yeah. You're, like, adding extra sugar into a creme brulee, and it's going to crack. Like, no, leave it alone. Yeah, like, we have teams to, to eat pins like this. Like, sorry to say, Fandango's here. They can put on bangers of matches and, and eat Damn pins. you, Tim. <laughs> but, like, we have other tag teams that can fight these guys, too. We don't need, we don't need them to be a tag team, especially when it takes Ciampa away from other stuff. And Ciampa's yep. actually an intriguing character in this company and somebody we all want to root for. We've been rooting for him, for, or we've been cheering for him for so long. Yeah, we had Psycho Killer back for a minute, and everybody lost their minds. And yeah. now, now you're pairing them back up with Toothless t- Timmy or whatever. I don't want this anymore. Yeah, same. Um, but I've never been. I've been a low man on Timothy Thatcher, so obviously my my opinion comes with a grain of salt. There. Uh, we also had Killian Dane and Drake, or yeah, Killian Dane and Drake Maverick versus Imperium. They're looking like they're gonna break up in some sort of way. Drake Maverick, I do gotta say, look. Pretty great. He's been training with EC3, Apollo Crews, uh, and Moose, and I think Champa too. They call themselves the uh, uh, the Dump Boys. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, but they all look fucking great, and him him included. Like I, I was, I made a comment on the Twitter feed. Uh, Drake Maverick showing off that that Dump Boys body. <laughs> um, 
yeah, I can feel that going. I kind of don't want Killian Dane and Drake Maverick because they can be that oddball group. I'd rather have them as a tag team than you having freaking, uh, what the heck is Ever Rise showing yeah. up and taking up somebody's time? Or Thatcher like, and Chapa. Or Thatcher and Chapa. Like, yeah. Thatcher and Chapa should not even be considered Ever Rise, sorry, blah, 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 blah. Um, and just have Kitty and Dane and Jake Maverick being that tag team that's weird and quirky or whatever. Uh, and eventually give them an underdog story where they can come up and finally they compete and go for the title. Like, you can do that way down the line. But keep them together. I kind of don't want them to break up because they kind of crack me up now. Yeah. Well, here... and I hate Imperium. I just hate them. <laughs> I uh, I don't think you saw the like some parts of. The... I think you needed to go back and see that match. I just remembered actually what happened in that. And Wolf was out there. Uh, he was about to hit Killian Dane with the chair and then stopped himself. And then there was another part where Killian Dane I think had a chance to hit Wolf with like stairs and then stopped himself. So huh. if we're going to have a Sanity reboot, let's get Nikki back here and get Drake Maverick to replace Eric Young because Eric Young is thriving in Impact. Get Drake, Ma- Drake Maverick as a leader with them three behind him. They could fuck some shit up, and I, w- I would completely welcome it back. Like, let's give Sanity another go and do it right this time, especially because Nikki's, flou- Nikki's not not even floundering. Nikki's no- Nikki is nowhere to be seen on the main roster right now. Yeah, which is so sad because they just used her as a prop for Alexa Bliss to throw away at the end. And now it seems like the same thing's happening with with The Fiend. Like, Nikki's great. I loved her when the little bit that I got to see her in NXT and when she jumped up to the main roster. Again, they just don't know how to use them, which is, I was like, really? You don't want to have a crazy chick just running around and beating the hell out of people? Yeah. Like, Like, that's just fun to watch. Here's Nikki. Yeah, Yeah. she just runs out of nowhere. Like, you didn't even have to make her an entrance. She'll just pop out of the crowd like I'm ready to wrestle. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not complicated. Anytime you need someone to randomly burn down a shed, there's Nikki. Yeah, like, yeah it's like, it. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, uh, it stings a little more because we, we got to um, Insane Championship Wrestling's YouTube page this week, and there's a triple threat with Piper, Kaylee Ray, and Nikki. It was great. And so I was like, oh, man, Nikki can go so well. And, like, yeah, I... I, that's why I'm like, I really hope they, they can do something like that, but I know that they won't because they don't just rehash stuff like that. I, they they rehash everything years later. Just do it earlier now. Like, yeah, right? <laughs> uh, whatever. That would be cool anyway. Um, and then they closed out the show with anytime Kushi or anytime uh, MSK and Legado are involved, even oh just the tag team, not Santos, they're fucking great. And this match went on for so long. It was so good. So many spots, to, for, too many for us to even like bring up here. But yeah, that that whole thing was so good. And I can't wait for them to, to keep their, this rivalry going. And even though we want Santos to get his, oh man, I mean, the way it signed off with them holding those belts, like, oh, I can't that wait for look, this. Yeah. yeah, looking at that, especially if you go to the main, like, or the results page for NXT and they're there holding the belts, I was like, this is exactly undisputed, but Latino version. Yeah, like, they just swooped this it, is awesome. They just Indiana Jones did. <laughs> I don't know if you saw their uh, intro, but because it was so short, it was like two seconds when they're standing in the ring with their masks on. Their masks. Oh, their, their masks look dope. That looks so badass. I was like, man, that's fantastic to see. Yeah. Let's see. And then. Oh think- yeah, yeah. Well, that's what closed out the night. But man, we got to talk about. Adam Cole was still teasing us on how to do a promo and yelling at somebody because it's being done outside in the heat, whatever. Even though it looked awesome. Yeah. About like 
that he carried undisputed. He made a decision. It's not a mistake. Even when he speaks, he's just that passion and that intensity is just insane. And then he's all like, whatever I decide to do, I'm going to make, I'm going to make an impact. I'm going to change everything. And I was like, damn it. He's going to go with his wife. (laughs) That's what I kept thinking. Whatever I decide to do, wherever I decide to go is the line that caught my ear that I was like, no, he's, he's impact or he's SmackDown bound. I mean, we always knew he was going to be for bigger and better things. Like he does have that Shawn Michaels factor and quality. Oh yeah. People in this promotion for the, for the most part, cannot cut promos. He is the rare one that can. So, like, yes, he's ready to graduate and give us another Chompa single run. Give us some new people. Let's let's send Adam Cole happy and or on his way and, and wish him some well wishes. Yeah, but like, not before but, War Games. We got to get fucking War Games. Which I think that might have alluded to because as they panned away or they panned to somebody watching the TV in a conference room, and it's Kyle watching the interview, and you can just see him getting pissed because he's all like. You thought you were the hot shit, and really, like what you're doing now is like, I was like, oh my god, are we gonna have another match, dude? Um, that like that's why Adam Cole is so fucking good. Like he not only solidified his character here and just cut the best promo we've seen probably in weeks on this promotion, but he gave Kyle a second start almost. Yeah, like Kyle had this shitty cool Kyle thing, and he can stay with it if that's what he wants to do. I saw a couple of pictures of him from Ring of Honor, and and I think New Japan too. Like that, it's. It's, I think it's kind of what he's done when he's been single. I hope he goes into more of like this Champa psycho revenge, like just becomes just consume like Darth Maul revenge consumes him storyline would be <laughs> amazing for him because he could lose that like that persona that I mean I I wasn't interested in Cool Kyle at all. No, you felt the same. Like I don't know, I don't know why people would want to be interested in Cool Kyle if we can get a crazy Kyle. Just knocking, like running Adam Cole off the road every single day would be yeah. would be. You awesome. trying to run me off the road? I'm gonna <laughs> get you. Like, like that's great. The the cool Kyle aspect. Like, I didn't even think on how you brought up last time that people were comparing him to Orange Cassidy. I was like, I didn't even think that because that's how much I didn't like that. Yeah, as like Orange Cassidy is his own thing, and yeah, I never and- even compared it. Like, this was just awful. Right. Yeah, like Orange Cassidy has the best gimmick ever. He solved professional wrestling. This was not that. This was very much the opposite of Orange Cassidy, at least in execution. Yeah. Uh, the there was also the Grimes promo where he was trying to buy a watch and Ted DiBiase came. Oh, yeah, in. Yeah, Ted DiBiase came Dude, in instead of million dollar watch. I gotta say, man, I'm not excited for that. Fuck Ted DiBiase. Cameron Grimes is our boy. I I I was just shocked because I was like, I heard his voice, and he's like, it's not a million dollar watch, and I was like. Ted DiBiase would say that, and then it pounds out, oh shit, it is him! <laughs> Goddamn Ted DiBiase! <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah, that was like all the men's stuff that we that we needed to really touch on, and so we, I guess we can start off with the women's tag team division. We got a little bit more of, I mean, just to, well, we can go with the intergender storyline. Um, the, the Way has some stuff going on with Index and Bronson Reed, so Bronson Reed squashed Austin Theory. He's going to get Literally, as Austin Theory was crying. <laughs> yeah. No, that, no, no, no. <laughs> that was so funny. If you go back and watch it, Austin Theory didn't even try to move or he just, no, no, <laughs> he gets squashed. It's uh, like that Cleveland in the bathtub sliding out the house. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was great. So we're going to have another Gargano and uh, 
Bronson match. And I got to say, I think Bronson's going to take the belt this time. We talked about it. There's no reason that Bronson should lose to Gargano. There's no yeah. reason he should lose to him twice. Unless the entire way faction like jump in and interfere somehow so yeah and with them being distracted it's the perfect storm of events for them to not be able to to interfere in this way yeah uh so yeah the the dexter and indy spot was really funny he talks too much <laughs> chatty kathy dexter loomis saved indy and uh inspired her to fight for her man and not give up as she was trying as she was in the beginning of the episode all moping around the ring after Somebody, potentially Dexter, potentially Frankie, potentially Johnny, potentially Candace. There's a lot of people that could have done this. Bought flowers and addressed them to Shotzi and Ember. I think it's Johnny with the whole like therapy thing he did to Austin. Right? So. He's too too manipulative. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah. Like, and that's why he's a protective was, father. He's yeah. trying to do whatever he can. Exactly. And that's why I think I. I think you're right. I'm with her. I'm with you too. He did it. He didn't even tell Candace. And that's why Candace is like, yeah, she's impassioned about it too. <laughs> Maybe he told her right before they were in that hallway. So that's when she's like, oh yeah, I can lean into this. But so yeah, now we get next week. Uh, well, we'll get to that when we get to the, the, the predictions, I guess, but we're going to get another, we're going to get their rematch as we talked about last week between them. And now there is a new stipulation. It will be a street fight. Um, so then working our way backwards, we had a match with um, Zeta Ramir and Tony Storm in a match that had all the makings of a squash. It was very and much the, not that by the end of it. And Tony Storm, as we said before we started, looks like a petulant child. Like she's just mad because she's not getting her way since coming back. Yeah. And decides this is going to be a squash match so you can see what I can do. Um... But that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> no, Zoe and Zeta had different different plans. I know that we've seen Zeta in a tag team match, and I guess she just needs... She's like Shotzi or Ember, where she just needs to not be in a tag team. Because I remember seeing her in that tag team match, and I was just like, okay, cool. Like She's fine for, for an infusion of talent. But after this match, I want to see more of her. That shooting star press yeah. was amazing. It lit the internet on fire. She stole the show... Like If there was one single moment that had everybody buzzing, it was that shooting star press for this it episode. One, it was, like, textbook perfect, the height, and not only that, but the distance she had to travel because um, Tony Storm was in the wrong spot. Yeah, she a little closer. And she, sure. Yeah, and she's, like, middle of the ring, and she had to just in the air to do it, and she still landed it perfectly. Yeah. I was like, holy cow, that is amazing. Yeah. This so Zeta was in another promotion. I could I don't think I could even like really and I didn't look too far into it, find out where she was from. I didn't even like even go to Wikipedia. I was just trying to do it from Twitter what, what promotion <laughs> she was in. But I think her old name was Aqua. And I gotta say, like, I think we should just stick to AEW and, and NXT because I know people are plugged in and they have like P like PWG and and Ring of Honor and a lot of stuff this stuff that they watch. But yeah. it's so much more fun to see them come up and be almost polished not polished products, but like have a have a direction and an idea of what they want their character from, especially because NXT yeah. kind of lets them do that. And yeah. so it's cool to for us to not really know these people or like the Seidel brothers, like to not really know these people, but even though they're big things on the indies and then for, I think it's cool anyway for us to give like these fresh perspectives on them that anybody who might've been listening or been like following these careers forever might not have here or have like, yeah, just hear our fresh yeah. view on them. Yeah. Like what is it when a freaking was just, 
amazed with Keith Lee. I was like, let me watch some of his old matches. Yeah. And then him and Matt Riddle were like tag team partners and they were just crushing people. I was like, <laughs> this is amazing. I was like, give it, give them the belts right away. Like, what? Uh, and now they're doing well and on the other promo. Well, one of them's doing okay right now. They've done something with Keith Lee and I can't find him. <laughs> he's, I think he's hurt. He'll, he'll be back soon. He was, apparently he was supposed to win that US title when Riddle won it. Uh-huh. And they were just like, well... Bobby's got to win the WWE title, so fuck it. We just well give it to Riddle anyways. And so Riddle was really just a placeholder champion, but he did some cool shit with it on that yeah. on the main roster. At least some funny stuff. And now that him and Orton, I don't know if you followed that storyline. It's only been a couple uh, weeks, but it's pretty funny. I would look up the clips if I were you. All right. Uh, but then NXT. So working all the all the way back to the beginning of the show, we had that kicked off with. Um, Mercedes Martinez and Dakota, and we've harped on Mercedes a lot here, so we can just kind of touch on what we need to for what we liked on this match, I guess. Um, Dakota Dakota should have won this goddamn match (laughs) because Dakota is the bump queen, and she deserves to beat Mercedes Martinez. Like, there's no reason for Mercedes Martinez to beat Dakota. Like, this should have just been given to Dakota, but they used it as a way for Raquel to interfere because... Even though Raquel's the champ, she's going to back up her friend. She's going to back up her girl. And Mercedes, Mercedes wins, and Raquel whoops the shit out of Mercedes. Mercedes. So I was like, all right, I enjoyed that. But I still wanted Dakota to win. Mercedes won because Raquel knocked the shit out. Because uh, Raquel knocked the shit out of Mercedes. I, I kind of like this. And so, uh, I mean, I'm going to have to eat some hard truths if this, if this rain isn't better than the, the previous one. Like, So I'm... I am in on this because I know that she hasn't had a defense, but we're going to have a defense soon. And instead of just having her versus this person, it's like in this match or in this, like the story that they could tell where Raquel was just walking around the ring and she just didn't like the way Mercedes was looking at her or like, and then Mercedes, I think took a, took a swing or almost hit her or something. And that's when Raquel was like, fuck Like I'm the biggest and baddest. Don't even come near me. And then she just took it personally and beat the shit out of Raquel or Mercedes. Like it makes some bad blood. And so it's going to make her first title defense really good. And I hope it's just like, it, I hope they just do that with her reign in this case because I, I don't want to <laughs> admit that I, that I was wrong about that other reign or that I was wrong about having to switch the belts to this. So I <laughs> I kind of like it. Uh, but again, like for most of this match, I just am not that big a fan of Mercedes. And we, talk, we talked about it on uh, Basics, so you can go there if you want to hear me like extended about it. Oh, just, we like mention it like all the time. Yeah. And it, like, like, I don't... Again, like we don't know her personally. Like I don't know her. I don't like go or and have coffee with her. Yeah, her past or like at all. Like we like we just talked about. Yeah, like we 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 know of it, but we've never really witnessed it. But I was like, it's it's what it's it's her gimmick, her her character. It just doesn't belong in NXT, and and maybe it sells really like I guess and might sell really well in the indies. But you have this established division that is being touted as the number one women's division in the world. And and there's greats among other divisions. And she just seems like the odd one out. Like, again, bringing, being paid by Robert Stonebrenner, collecting money. She got called up and made a choice to not be part of a horrible gimmick. I get that, but you did get called up. And then just, like, hanging around secretly waiting to challenge... For a title, like no, like no, no, no. There's others ahead of you, and like we meant, like I mentioned before, Shotzi 
And Ember, I love you both. You're cool as a tag team. You need to be broken up because I want to see you both run for a singles title <laughs> because Raquel needs to have some amazing matches against you. Yeah. Like, I mean, my argument just boils down to this. Like, if this was seven, eight years ago, even when the four horsewomen were here and they weren't they weren't as good as they are now, they weren't the established people they are now, Mercedes could have run that division. It's a different division now. This is the best women's division on the on the face of the planet, period. She is great replacement level talent, but yeah, like she she just kind of hogs up. That's that's why I'm glad it's the first it's the first uh title defense like we can kind of get it out of the way and not have it once the once she's hopefully a better champion. Um yeah, like I I think I like they brought her in as a way to replace Shayna Baszler and and I was like, you can't replace that. I go, Shayna's music alone puts a fear in you or gets you amped up. Yeah. And I was like, and I wasn't even a fan of Shayna's. And then I, she won me over. Like, this is a heel that I will cheer for all the time. Again, waiting for her surgery to be complete, and hopefully the parasite will be removed soon. But I, I see something else is going on, which I don't like either, but we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, that's pretty much it for NXT. The so we can finally get into something that we haven't discussed in a year and a half since they first started, whenever the hell it was. Uh, AEW, so hey, hey the other one across the pond, yeah. <laughs> Have you, I mean, I, I don't know how much you've been following it in the last year. Um, are you coming to this pretty fresh to like most of these storylines? Pretty fresh, a, a little bit. I know Ty Conti's been working hard now, she's part of the Dark Order, she lost recently. For for the title belt, yeah. which even though she lost, she still looked great. Um, Kenny Omega is fucking Kenny Omega again, <sighs> which is I'm so happy about. Yeah. Um, it looks, if I'm correct, I think the elite is becoming the elite again, or I could be wrong. Yep, they've, and, they've already formed. Yeah, they they turned they're not turned, but they attacked Moxley and. They're all they're all rolling together with the Good Brothers, um, okay. the Young Bucks, Moxley or uh, Omega and Callus. Um, MJF is the most asshole <sighs> piece of shit uh, heel you could ever want in your promotion, and he's gonna be amazing throughout his career. Now he has his own group, the Pinnacle, which he tried. Uh, in the meantime, he was also trying to what destroy the Inner Circle. Uh, by making I forgot that wrestler's name betray Jericho, but he wasn't. He was loyal. Sammy. It, Sammy, yeah, Sammy Guevara, the one that looked that used to wear the panda when he would come into the ring. Yeah. Uh, well, so let's jump I, and I these. think that's all I know. That, that's, that's, a good, that's the biggest one right now. So that that's the good one to just ju- jump into. Inner Circle versus Pinnacle. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on on either of them? Everything they had they had a promotion, the parlay or whatever the hell they called it, uh, ahead of Blood and Guts, which will be next week. I got thoughts. to see that. I got to see that parlay. So MJF, amazing. Like on the promo, talking shit about how they're going to take over Inner Circle's nothing. At Blood and Guts, they're going to destroy him. But then the list Y two J, the Pain Maker. Chris Jericho grabs the mic and just lists everything he's done and is proud of the fact of everything he had to do because he earned respect around the world and that's why he's still one of the top dogs in wrestling and about the inner circle, how they're loyal animals that will destroy them. And they even try to cut off his, his cut him cut him off from uh 
his promo. He's like, hell no, you ain't stopping me. And just continued with his promo that our blood and guts are just going to destroy them. Because you either have to kill us or we're going to just step on you because you look like a piece of shit that you belong on the ground. And I was like, god damn it, Jericho. I want to go watch this. <laughs> yeah, it's almost enough to make you forget like his personal interest outside of here but yeah i mean it, it was really fucking good that that just like stoic scowl he had on his face oh the whole time while everybody's cutting it was so good there i mean i will say the inner circle it, the inner circle part of that i fucking loved um and when they when they talk about themselves being the best faction in wrestling currently with undisputed era being gone and no more yes they're correct uh i i, I will admit that right away pinnacle is awful. They owe MFJ everything. I saw all the Pinnacle walkout. Well, they're called the Pinnacle for the yeah. one, and that's lame. Pinnacle is a much better name, in my opinion. So, strike one. Strike two. How do you have all these fucking people, and one of them has a personality? Like I was when I saw that, I was like, that's an awful little personality for all that group of people, because goddamn, they are all so boring and bland, including uh. The Revolts, which I like watching their matches. I've never been a big fan of theirs. All all of the promos that everybody cut with the, on their side, with the exception of MFJ and I'm telling you, the the bald dude, the one who was who was trying to like get a rise out of Proud and Powerful with their um, talking about their kids, like that that was a little bit of a good oh, yeah. promo. The other ones were boring. Sean was talking about, like, Sammy, you're irrelevant. Like, when was the last time you wrestled? Like, homie, the last time we saw you was fucking Royal Rumble four years ago. Literally <laughs> nobody has given a shit since then, except for that one time that you hit Cody with a chair straight in his fucking head, and everybody yeah. got pissed about it, and yeah. AEW had to backtrack it and apologize for it. Like, you suck, dude. Nobody wants you here. The only reason people like you is your is your wife, who's a much better wrestler than you, and she can cut a hell of a better promo than you. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I will say the inner circle. I loved all that stuff. Sammy was great. I love Sammy in the ring. I hope this reformed Sammy sticks around. Proud and powerful was really good. Yeah. Jake, I could take your leave, but he didn't say anything. So it doesn't matter. I, I am really looking forward to blood and guts. Cause I think they will put on a great match, but I'm just not in the pinnacle at all, except for MF, MFJ. Like he, like he will, I believe He's gonna be what Jericho is now later on in his career. Yeah. Like that's that's how great he is. Like, and he's so young at it, and and I just want to wring his fucking neck with this bearberry scarf. Um, I want Joe and him to fight so bad because the replays of that gift from NXT where he pushes him up against the wall. You've seen that, right? No, no. So MFJ used to, I don't know if he was at the performance center or he was just local talent or whatever, but there is a clip of when Joe is walking to defend his NXT title and I'll, I'll send it to you directly, but he's, he walks out like kind of like Goldberg in the back and he's walking and MFJ is standing there like as a security detail, just a little too far out into the, the hallway. And instead of like moving out of his way, it's fucking Samoa Joe. He grabs him by like the shoulder and slams him into the wall and walks <laughs> past him. And then Jay just, or MFJ just like puts his head down and then starts following him. That is the match we need to see. And MFJ to go over on Joe in that match would be insane. Joe to like crush him in that match. Would be, that that's just the match that I want to see of all those releases that we've seen. Okay, now that you said that, I would really, really love it if AEW signs Samoa Joe and he shows up and that's like his first rival thing is MJF and be like, hey, 
I remember you. You were the little punk that was in my way when I had a title somewhere else. Like right. that'd be a great way to start. Maybe maybe MFJ. Well, no, because it'll have to be like months down the road. But maybe after MFJ gets like a really big win or a belt or something like that, he's out here cutting his promo, talking about how big he is, and then you just hear the the Joe drum start, and he comes out, <laughs> everybody chanting Joe. Because by then we'll have crowds. Oh man, oh, that would man. be such a badass moment. Ah, just hoping. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so then the other big stuff going on right now is obviously you, you touched on it. Kenny Omega is chasing belts, but he's also pissing off people and almost blowing up rings with people inside of them. So he's he's gotten Kenny Omega or he's gotten Moxley and Eddie Kingston up a, like against him. They're the ones that's gonna fight. They beat up his little crony. They're gonna they're gonna wrestle next week. Is the gist of it? Honestly, I. I'm not into this. I'll let you go, but I want to issue an open challenge to any listener, to any listeners that we do that we do have and, and are, are interested. I do do not get the appeal of John Moxley. I almost refuse to <laughs> at a certain point because there I've, I mean, I, I will give him credit. Like I said, that match he's, he had in 2016 with Jericho brought me in here. The match with them with Moxley or the matches with, with Omega are, were good, but like they could have been better if he had been wrestling Ricochet or Osprey or, a good wrestler. And so I, again, I just don't get the appeal. Here's an open challenge to anybody. Sell me on John Moxley. I've tried. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, I enjoy it. It's been, I did enjoy the, the cleaner match versus Moxley, like through those tables and the glass. Like that was fun. That was great. That was interesting. But also they were building the company at the time to sell those. Yeah. So, but it also, wasn't truly the cleaner it wasn't truly omega that we've seen in new japan that is just fucking insane and moxley this is me getting to know him more out of the stupid fucking bullshit roles that they had him in wwe doing which i felt bad for him because i was like this is horrible gimmicks because they know they're gonna you're out you're you're going somewhere same thing they did with the, the revolt I don't think we need to feel bad for somebody making millions of dollars to, to eat hot dogs on the cart in front of thousands of people. But I digress. I just, I don't get the appeal of someone who is, whose gimmick is 90%. Oh, fuck. I might've just sold myself on it. Uh, <laughs> because like, no, I do get the appeal. I guess when it's cool, like Orange Cassidy is fucking awesome. I was going to say, I don't get the appeal when somebody's gimmick and persona is 98% scowls and walking with your shoulders like this. I'm throwing my shoulders in basically a 180 direction. That's all Moxley brings to the table and putting people through, through barbed wire and shit like that. I know plenty of people who can put people through barbed wire and shit like that. And they're much more appealing than John Moxley. So, like, I mean, I guess I can get where people will get behind him because, again, scowls and thumbs up. I fucking love Orange Cassidy. But I just don't get the appeal of Moxie. So I'll leave that open challenge out there if anybody cares enough. Again, from the limited audience we have, I'm sure that they won't, but we'll see. Once this goes out, I'm going to keep a track of the Twitter feed and see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we got uh, voicemails if people want to send them in, too. We can always do that. Anchor does some cool shit, so we'll we'll figure that out if if we want to get that going. Um... But yeah, that's the other big thing. I will say I am impressed with what Khan did, and that is in two weeks, Moxley will be having, will be defending a New Japan belt in AEW. What? Yeah. Hada. Moxley is facing uh, Yuji Nagata for the, the um, IWGP US Championship belt, because he's the champion. <gasps> so 
yeah, Hamlet not being fought on another promotion. Like, in another fucking content. I don't know how he pulled it off. What's going to happen? My theory is Okada's showing up that day. Oh, my God. I, I just can't it, wait for Okada to show up here, I guess, is, is my thing. And Okada doesn't have anything going on with the title belt because Osprey's fighting other people. I mean, we could have maybe a man. This new Japan CEO, he he's like, let's make it happen, Kevin. <laughs> the previous one is like, no, no, we're, everything's getting locked up. Fuck them for leaving and starting their own promotion. And now the new CEOs are like, no, no, no. What are you talking about? This is money, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Forbidden Door has been kicked open like in yeah. everywhere other than WWE. So maybe that match we were talking about, I don't know if we were talking about it on air last time, but. I would have to be really tempting for WWE to have Kenny Omega walk in with 10 fucking belts draped from arm to arm and eat a pin to Roman Reigns. Like for them to, to not agree to that. I don't know how you don't do that. That would be money for everybody involved. Like, I, I don't even think you need to even have like Roman like win or Kenny, like it win. like it could be a no DQ and then save it for another six months later. Like give it a buildup. And also, Kenny don't need to be draped in it. He got the rest of the elite to carry his goddamn belts. <laughs> That's true. Just like a prize fighter. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he'll come oh, out man, with that'd his be sick, fucking, though. He'll come out with his Sephiroth armor and just have them oh, carrying sh- his belts. Uh, yeah, the other thing I got to say is when they started this, and I think we talked about it then, too, because you were bought in on him. I was less so. Now that he, they've partnered him with my personal childhood favorite, um, but more so, any, more so than anything, the last three like matches he's had, he's been in the main event the last three weeks at least. Darby Allen is a big thing now that he's TNT champion. And the matches he's put on with Hardy and I think it was Christian Cage he might have fought this week was with uh, Ten from the Dark Order have all been really good. And I, I do got to say, like I, just, I like the way that they have been able to bring me around on him, kind of similar, not similar to Loomis in, in execution, but almost in, in that broad of a spectrum because I really didn't like him, and now I'm, I like looking forward to his matches and him, him being in the main event because he is the TNT champion. That, that, that is a big swing because as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, that's a cool gimmick, skateboard. He ha- he's half dead is what he says. Yeah. But then when I saw him just, like, constantly throw his, like, caution to the wind with his body, I was like, McFoley. A skinny <laughs> McFoley. That's exactly what I kept thinking. I was like, he didn't give a shit. He wanted to win. He's like, put over no matter what. And yeah. I was like, damn, I'm, yeah. Darby Allen is great. I'm glad he's partnered up with your childhood hero because <laughs> they they look awesome together. Yeah, and he's and what a great uh, person to learn from. So keep holding on to that belt, so that way you can still stay up there. I need to um, watch the Miro promo again. I think it was from Dark. I don't even think it was on Dynamite. But he said something about you walk around here with your title and your face painted daddy or some shit like that. <laughs> to Darby Allen and I was just losing it, dude. So I need to find out what that quote is because that's hilarious. Oh, we, can, we can get into the women, but I think we should push that off so that we can actually do like a more in-depth thing because behind the mm-hmm. scenes... I don't know if we even mentioned it on here, but Hector was thinking for a while AEW's women's division might have been approaching NXT's. I don't know if he still thinks that we can get into that at another time, but I think that's a better topic, like an exp- a topic for us to expand on. Yeah, it's something. On yeah, it's something to dive in a little bit later. Yeah, so we won't really touch on the the women right now, which is kind of like us being hypocrites. But it's all again, it's only because we're pushing it off and we really want to give them the time. The last thing I think we really need to talk about, at least for me on AEW, because it's happening next week. 
or like we're gonna get another page of it in next week is the um the rivalry going on between because we're gonna get a lot of it given who's involved uh the nightmare family and the factory um yeah so have, the you, night- have you seen much of this not really but okay. like i can i can tell who the nightmare factory is it's it's like it's cody cody's family it's all the roads family put together and i think the guns well yeah so the nightmare factory is cody's school in atlanta i think um the oh, okay and the the nightmare factory like they they were they're the nightmare so the nightmare family was his i mean it, was, it wasn't really like a faction it was more kind of like a like the the money team like the like that shit like Floyd okay. has all his people and like like it was more like an entourage than anything. But yeah, I think like the the um Billy Gunn was part of it. More so it was always Dustin, Cody, and QT, who was Cody's like big protege or some shit like that. Which I never got because that dude is the boringest, blandest wrestler this side of um Who's only Larkin's partner? Danny Birch. Danny Birch. And he walks and like now that he's turned heel, he walks around in fucking bowling shirts. The same bowling shirt every single week. Like he's got a super band closet full of bowling shirts. It's so boring. Uh anyway. So yeah. That that's where they're where they're at now. Um QT turned on him, I think maybe right before, maybe after, maybe at Revolution, somewhere around there. Recently he turned on QT turned okay. on, on Cody. And so now they're the factory. So they've kind of like hijacked the school. And I don't know if they're if they're bringing the school into it as part of a, a, the thing. But like gotcha. the, the factory is people who were at the school and were tired of Cody's bullshit, basically. It's kind of what their thing is. And I gotta say the factory is the worst faction since retribution. I would watch, <laughs> rather watch retribution with Mercedes, with Mercedes Martinez involved than the factory. So I've said my thoughts on QT Marshall. Uh, there's another guy. I'm looking at his name here. Nick Camarado. He looks like a dude who got bit by a feral Mick Foley, a radioactive feral Mick Foley. Imagine you put Mick Foley into like the player editor in WWE UK and then just take his muscles and just plump them up. That's what he looks like. So like he's got an interesting look, but the whole kind of caveman shit that they're like giving him a backseat to to QT is lame. I would much rather watch that guy than anything. The other one that really annoyed me and they had him. I, I hope it was on Dynamite or on Dark and not on Dynamite last week. But this guy, Anthony Agogo, he was a commentator for them a little while. He's like an Olympic wrestling champion. And I think he might have been a fighter at some point. Last week or two weeks ago, he ended a fucking fight with a punch to the stomach. I shit you not, dude. He punched a guy in the stomach and the referee immediately called the match. What the fuck? Instead of, like, the referee checking on, like, I mean, the yeah. execution was really bad. Like, the referee could have checked on him. I see what they were going for, but, like, you're... Se- and so this guy is going to end matches by punching people in the stomach, and I guess the gimmick is he explodes their kidneys or their fucking... some Fatality. sort of inter- He punches them so hard that he explodes organs that they have to, like, quit, which is worse than putting a mask on Dijakovic, dude. It's worse than putting a mask on Dio Madden's beautiful face. Um... And then we come to the worst part of it. I'm not even going to give his, his name on here because what he had for his promo. And so here's a little bit of the backstory. This is Bailey's ex-boyfriend. Um, they broke up and I think the agreement was like they weren't really going to talk about it. Like it was a completely amicable thing and they weren't even going to really mention it. And then he starts to get his AEW push. Gets who starts to mention 
I used to date a famous WWE wrestler because their promo last week, if you go back and watch it, which you can, if you want to, if you want to understand why I dislike them so much, QT was, was trying to like give his whole thing. And his line for this guy was he'll never, or he'll, he's out to prove he'll he's better than just somebody's boyfriend or some shit like that. So like, really, that's your gimmick. You're Bailey's ex-boyfriend. Come on, dude, come up with something better than that. And you had weeks for this too, because at least from revolution to that promo, that's the best you could come up with. I used to date (laughs) Bailey. Yeah. Bailey is probably the best woman's wrestler on the planet. So that is a feat, but that's another promotion, man. You can't go around like, and then, yeah, uh, I just I'm, um, at a, I'm at a loss for words for why they think any of this works. That's really stupid. And also, why would you put your name out there that you're an idiot for leaving that or breaking up with that anyway? Like, you broke up with Bailey, you're a fucking loser. Like, <laughs> yeah, somebody's obviously what? very fucking jealous that Bailey is so talented and good at this that she can carry the biggest company in the world, uh, and you're like a hundredth rung on on AEW, man. Oh my god! I, yeah, he's Jade, a famous wrestler. Yeah, like he's the, get the fuck out of here. He's the worst person in the worst faction in wrestling right now. So, uh, yeah, that I guess that's our AEW look. Uh, now with us actually having easier access to watching Dynamite, we'll probably stick to the main shows mostly. I watch Dark because I watch a lot of the women's matches, but I fast yeah. forward through a lot of the dudes ones. Uh, we can get to like their tag team champion or their tag team matches more next time. And I think go a little more in depth next time, but especially since you haven't seen it in a little bit, we could probably cut it there unless there's anything you want to bring up for sure of AEW. Uh, they might be moving to Thursdays. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, they might be moving to Fridays is what I heard. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That I would suck for impact to have to move again. Jesus, like, make up your damn mind. I go, I get it. You're all trying to make up money for a year of lost revenue, but come on, hockey, you can move a game. Like, you don't need to make them move. They've been yeah. around for like two years now. Come on. Yeah. I mean, speaking of swallowing hard truths, I remember somebody saying, We won the Wednesday Night War because a real sport moved into town and, and, uh. moved, a, and moved NXT to, uh, to Tuesday. I guess now that a real sport might move into town we and move AEW. Who really won the Wednesday Night War? Hockey. Hockey yeah. wants the won the Wednesday Night War, and it's the least popular of any of the major North American sports. Anyway. Oh my god, it's so sad. <laughs> uh, but also keep watching wrestling because all, well, we all gotta, NXT, NXT moved to into, Tuesday. Yeah, we do got to get into predictions because next week is going to be a big week. Well, yeah, but like ever since, well, just to touch base on the move. Since they just separated and aren't fighting each other, they're cl- AEW is cross over a million every week now, and now NXT is close to a million every week. Like that's awesome. That's yeah. that we finally get to watch the shows without having to change the goddamn channel. Yeah, just give us what we want, <laughs> and it's more wrestling. It's not le- it's not having to choose between the wrestling that we want to watch. Um, yeah, so next Tuesday on NXT is pretty stacked. Uh, Leon Ruff versus Swerve in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Who you got? Leon got that. Yeah, I got Swerve. Oh, yeah. 
I, I got because I want Swerve to be get. I want him to get mad again and just be upset. It'll get my chances on. Oh, no. You got your chances. You just couldn't catch him in. Yeah, you got beat by Gollum over here. Um, <laughs> and so then we'll also have Shotzi versus Ember Moon. No offense, Leon. I'm just kidding, man. I love you. Uh, Shotzi versus Ember or Shotzi and Ember versus Indy and Candice in a uh, street fight. And I gotta think. I gotta say, I think we're having a title change. Yeah, I. Candace is probably gonna drop down to her knees and cry and fight that goddamn belt. She's due to win a street fight finally. She's always the star of every single street fight she's in. Indy is pissed now. She's got that passion yeah. behind her. We, she wants our man. Yeah, we should definitely <laughs> see a title change in my opinion here. But that's and that's not just because we've been clamoring for it because we want singles changes. I think it it lends to the story at this point, and we can get some freshness to the to the women's titles here. Uh, I think that's it for next week. At least that's all that they have on their website. So I'm sure they're going to add something else. But if they is do it, it for next week, who do you think that Bronson Reed is going to be Johnny like I do? It, it has to happen. The only way it doesn't happen is if the entire way interferes with like some weird stipulation that the match is going to have. Because, yeah, come on, it's Bronson Reed. Jesus, tsunami, yeah, colossal bronze Reed, yeah, like three times the size of Johnny. He's there's no way he should lose. Austin Theory couldn't even move. He was just like, please don't kill me, shaking his hand. If it was a cartoon, they would have had to like pull him out as a flat piece out of the <laughs> ring and have him like walk back and forth like a piece of cardboard. Um, so we also have an ex or AEW next week, and we'll be able to watch it. The reason that we went so long with the Nightmare Factory and the or Nightmare Family and the Factory is Cody Rhodes will be fighting QT next week. No, you don't have too much oh. background on this, but who you got? Oh, Cody. Cody, absolutely. Just I think because I like Cody. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know Cody. <laughs> yeah. I think QT is gonna win because I think all those terrible people are gonna get involved. Uh, uh, and then we'll have they they forced it this week. Moxley and uh, Eddie Kingston versus Omega and Michael Nakazawa, who is Omega's personal assistant, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So who you got for that? Oh, the cleaner and Nakazawa. Like, you or it's gonna end up in some stupid DQ bullshit. Yeah. But the but the cleaner is not gonna lose when he has like four belts already. Right. Uh, yeah, I feel same, but uh, something's going to happen. I think in that there's no way that they don't just have something where Moxie can't even like compete or some shit like that. Cause he gets beat up or something. Yeah. Like, or this is going to be the reason that Moxie gets beat so bad that he disappears to six months so he can take care of his kid. Like, yeah. because that's what the ring was supposed to do by exploding, but it never <laughs> happened. Uh, I don't even know about that because they, that's the thing is like, I, I think we might give them too credit, too much credit for that. There, she still hasn't. She's still doing a lot of stuff. She's like she's doing all her photo shoots and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. their kid's not even here. He could have still had all this extra time, and that's where like I think keeping him in the fold this long is just why. Yeah. Because like you're saying, we had. I mean, it should have had the explosion, but he got beat. I mean, I guess it, he is still the 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 U.S. champion. He does have to lose that belt. So, I guess that's my prediction. Is something's gonna happen where he gets hurt, and that will go into the match next week. That dude will be able to beat. Uh moxley and take the U the u.s belt back there that's my prediction for why that match is happening here but we'll have to see i know a lot of people like moxley so him losing on u.s soil for that belt would not go over very well you know what's really funny is if he can't compete and then kenny's like well i'll take the belt and then he fights <laughs> for it he's like i got belt number five <laughs> <laughs> that'd be awesome 
Uh, man, I just I can't wait for Kenny versus Osprey. That that has to happen at uh, what is it? Kingdom Wrestle Kingdom. So I I don't know why I was gonna say the United Kingdom (laughs) Wrestle Kingdom in Japan. That would be amazing. Yeah, so we're probably like eight months away from that because Wrestle Kingdom's in January. Yeah, but. Yeah, I, on yeah, the second so I, night, on the second night, not the first night, the yeah, second night. Yeah, um, and Osprey just signed a five-year extension, I think, so that kind of oh, breaks geez. my heart because I want to see him stateside. But now with all these doors being open, we could possibly see him like towing up with the Bucks or some people in AEW occasionally. Yeah, we just need to do a hyperloop so they can travel faster. <laughs> yeah, we also need to get either the vaccine into everybody or some. We need to get in a better spot somehow, so yeah. we don't have to do quarantine and have these wrestlers lose a month for every for every time they need to go to a different continent. Because that's what happened with Sheeta. She only wrestled three. The champion here has only wrestled three times in four months. That's ridiculous. There's a preview for the the AEW women's. <laughs> segment for which we'll get into soon yeah for some time oh they also have a um i guess brit is gonna fight um which we can talk to when we talk about the women and uh there's a fa- there's a four-way tag match for a title shot and it's gonna be scu jurassic express varsity blondes and the acclaimed do you know any of them i know jurassic express cool and then i know scu but scu is like falling apart so yeah. i'll give it to jurassic express yeah, I hope it's Jurassic Express. I really hope it's not the acclaimed. Uh, there's a dude in there who's like an MC is his gimmick, and he raps when he comes out, and his lyrics are super like edge lordy, and it's just lame to me. I don't like the acclaimed at all personally. Uh, Varsity Bonds seem fine when I've seen them, but honestly, I think having the Gun Club would have been cooler in here. Have you seen them? Yeah. Well, yeah, not, it's, it's Billy and his son, right? No, uh, his other son is wrestling now. And his other son, well, his the one son he was wrestling with before kind of looks like him. Like, you, you see the mm-hmm. similarity. The other son, to me, I, I don't know, I need to find their names, looks just like him. Oh, okay. Like, exactly like Billy Gunn when he was with DX. Like, it is strange, especially when you see all three of them there. Because it's like, wait, is this three evolutions of the same person? <laughs> <laughs> like this is how it is at Jenny Craig. No, yeah. no, it's like Charmander, Charmeleon, and uh, Charizard here. We got the one that kind of looks like him as Charmander, the one that looks like him as Charmeleon, and then he's Charizard. <laughs> he's Charizard. Oh man, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've got almost another hour now at this point. I think we're good, unless you had anything else we talk you wanted to talk about. Now that's it. Cool. <laughs> You got two episodes this week. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully we'll be back next week in, in this new time slot. There you go. Uh, yeah, and uh, still, just like we said last time, Vax up, mask up, and uh, yeah, let's get to some shows soon, guys. Yep. Have Bye. a good one. Bye.